Listener Production. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. This week I have the funniest comedian in the entire world. Yes, I said it. The funniest comedian in the entire world, Eliza Schlesinger. She's got six specials on Netflix. You have to go watch it and clear your schedule. You're going to laugh your ass off. Do not sit on the good couch. You will ruin it. She's got a brand new tour back in action. She's going to New Zealand and Australia, well, all over the world. Check out her website. She's got a book out, All Things Aside, which is essays about funny things, personal things. Get the book. You can buy a signed copy on her website. We talk about security, we talk about travelling, and we talk about the weird things that people Google about her. Enjoy the episode. That's quite enough. Oh, just, just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. It shush, please. Uh-huh. Yes, I can hear. Down, but please. I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. I'm at that age now where technology is just, you know, fuck. I wish we could all just go, all right, Everyone is just going to use the same phone globally. We're going to use the same laptops. And if you forget yours, it's like an umbrella at a cafe. You just take the next thing that you see and you can walk out with it and no one bats an eyelid. Oh, but then how would greedy capitalist billionaires keep making money if they don't get to change your charger choice on you every couple of years to make you buy a new device? How will we run out of things like cobalt? They're just going to have to fuck us over old school by doing it with TVs. Fuck us over old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I prefer to be fucked over old school where, you know, then we have to pay thousands, of, you know, like back in the 80s, if you wanted a big screen TV, you basically had to remortgage your house. Yeah. And get 14 guys to help you carry this thing into your house. Yeah. go Take us back to that time. If, if you want to build a rocket to go up to fucking Mars, you're going to have to come up with a TV that's going to cost me $30,000. I like this plan. I like all the points of the plan. I think you're advoc- You're saying like make the thing and make it expensive. Buying devices should be as hard and as expensive as buying a house. That way almost no yeah. one can have them and we can just talk. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it's like this thing that you're dependent on. And then if like you didn't, ha- like today I had to drive somewhere and I was looking at my phone and then I was just like, wait a minute, I know where 9,000 Sunset is. Like I don't have to look. You forget that your yeah. brain is also a computer that can function. Can function, yeah. Sometimes I wish we could go back to being ordinary. But yeah, I- it's always good to look at dumb people to make yourself feel smarter. But then you wonder, like, am I smarter or just not that dumb? No, I think if, whenever I have a low self-esteem day, I go, no, I'm all right. Uh, you know, I'm going to be Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, um, you've got your new um, Netflix specials just dropped on Netflix. Your book is out. You're a new mom. You've got, you've got literally everything going on. Are you all right? Are you sleeping? Uh, I'm great. Yeah. I have a full-time nanny that I do not feel bad about having because 100%. it's just the way I've structured my life. And that is, if you can have that third parent in the house, it's just enough to be a little okay with being a new parent. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's like I say to all my friends, I go, if you can and you should, get an au pair. Get rid of your car and get an au pair. Yeah. Because they cheap, au pairs are cheaper than nannies if you can't, like, get one. Get them in your house and they go, so my friend goes, yeah, but I don't know if I want another person that takes on that role that loves you my do. child. You, know, you I do. Go, yeah, you fucking you do. do. Yeah, I, I, in this world there's going to be a lot more people than just the two of us. So there's no points given at the end for who's stressed out the most. Exactly. There will only be deductions given for who was the most tired. So hire someone if you can 
And if you can't, don't judge people who can. We all make different life choices. And yeah. uh, it's the best. Plus, I am not the kind of person who's going to like read the book on parenting, but I will hire someone who knows better than I. I mean, you would do that for anything. I would not yeah. fill in my own cavities. I would hire a dentist because they know what they're doing. Yeah. Why would I not outsource this? I'm still there. I'm still there when she, I just, if she's coughing, Myrna knows why. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why she's crying. So I learn. No. I learn with an adult. I learn better with yeah. an adult. No, yeah. I fucking, I, I took my hat to you. Um, I'm in the process of getting an au pair. I'm like, this is the best thing. I've got two kids. I'm on the road a lot. Yes. But I'm also not prepared to not have a career or not to have, you know, because I can't be everywhere at the same time. When someone can help, it's like you say, like I'm not going to fucking service the car in the driveway. Someone else can come and do it. Literally, nobody needs to feel bad about this. And the more women key into the idea that like people are just making you feel bad about your choices because they're either making money off of that insecurity or they're jealous. Like do what you can. Don't feel bad. Do I care that my daughter tears at my jaw but hugs the nanny? No, it is not no. personal. I will be there for the rest of her life. So girls, don't feel bad. Exactly. Get yourself a cookie. And if you can't afford a nanny or an au pair, get a sister wife. Get rid of the husband and just get a friend that needs somewhere to stay. Unless he's useful, then keep the husband. Yeah. Or get just a large dog that can help. Yes. A, a Labrador will eat all the dirty nappies. That's what we found out in a hurry with our Labrador. That's awful. <laughs> I know, I know. And the dog's like, it's just in my nature. Yeah, get do whatever you need to do. It was so tough to potty train my my son because he would just shit on the porch and then you go, oh, now let's discuss, oh, it's gone. And he, he would just think that shit disappears as soon as it falls out of your butthole, but it's the Labrador. I was just like, I was just going to yes and that and let you continue. It's not my experience, but I don't judge your shit-eating expensive dog. So so um, you've got your specials out, brand new special. Can I just say you are one of the, one? no, not one of, I, in my opinion, you are the funniest fucking stand-up I've ever oh seen God, in my thank life. You. It feels like... It's the first joke I've ever heard in my life and I've just discovered jokes when I, I watch your stand-up. It is oh, so man. fucking hilarious. What is your process? Like how do, you, how do you come up with shit? You know, first of all, I want to thank you for in your list of hosting priorities. You're like, I'm going to tell her about my shit-eating dog. <laughs> then I'm going to tell her what a great stand-up I think she is. Just priorities first. Um, <laughs> you know, people have asked me that question forever and I always felt this not a pressure, but some sort of a pressure to like, like, well, when I get an idea, I talk about it. Here's the fucking honest truth. Things just come to me. They just yeah. do. It's my point of view. It's, I'm not trying to make this sound like a beautiful mind or anything, but thoughts just come to me. And then I take that thought and either it comes out on stage or I'll have a thought during the day and I'll, I'll mark it down and then I'll go on stage and I'll just kind of talk it out. So the process yeah. really is I don't put pen to paper. I really just get on stage and I talk these things out. I don't sit there with a triumvirate. We don't write the note cards. Yeah. It's just, it's all in the workout. You could literally be up there talking about your fucking eyebrows for 22 minutes and people will laugh their asses off because of the, the way you deliver it. I really believe my audience is an extension of me. I'm an extension of them. I always think like, if I'm thinking this, you must be thinking this. There's no way these things happening to me aren't relatable. Like I think of myself yeah. as like the every girl, girl, every person, human. And, uh, 
I think that there's uh, a reward in that vulnerability. You know, if you have the guts to stand up there, this doesn't have to be like this earth shattering political thing or revealing something horrific. But if you have the guts to stand up there and say something as simple as like, I shave my big toe when I'm about to go out on a date, just something that lets everyone else know, like, Hey, that gritty stuff that makes you human that you thought was only you. I do it too. Yeah. Like you felt really traumatized about your bra growing up. Me too. And the things that I don't relate to, I just don't talk about. Like I don't resonate. I've never been the kind of mom that's like drinking wine and can't cope. And that's very real for a lot of women, but because it's not my experience, I can't bring an authenticity to it unless, you know, you're writing a screenplay. So I just try to, I try to make relatable, super personal stuff. Yeah. Um, because I just want people to feel, I want to feel included. (laughs) All the stuff that you feel almost embarrassed about or the things that you see, like, like I was just saying to Nat before the producer, um, TikTok now is just absolutely fucking covered in people going, you shouldn't wash your jeans. You, you know, they go in the freezer, it's all water free. And I'm like, like wash your shit. But now it's the jeans, but it's also, you should never wash your vagina. It's self-cleaning. You should, <clears throat> and I say this in the special, soap and water as you would with any other body part. I am vehemently anti all of these scented like douches and all of these oh, fragrances yeah, no. and stuff. It doesn't need, <clears throat> it has its own pH. So wash it like yeah. you would your armpits, but don't add anything to it. Well, I think the, the biggest takeaway is, you know, maybe don't look, maybe fact check everything on TikTok, you know, yeah. before you, yeah. maybe don't let the internet decide how you live your life. And, and I know that that's you know, a controversial stance. <laughs> that is a very controversial stance. Now, you've got a new book out, All Things Aside. What is the book about? It's a collection of personal essays. Um, I just, I was, we were in the pan, I was in the pandemic. No one else was. I was in my own personal pandemic and I was, I was reading a lot of personal essays and I, I ask, you know, the question, like, am I annoying? I found that as I've gotten older, sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, just get your fucking keys and get in the car. You don't need like a hydro flask and a snack and sunscreen, like just go. So sort of laying it all out there. And it's a very fun, it's a fun beach read. When you go on the road, what is the one thing that has to be in your tour bag or someone gets murdered? When I'm on the road, I make sure I've got a cup of soup um, and some Valium. You know, either way, oh, one wow. of those two things will always help. I got I to gotta travel with you. Um, <laughs> I have it down to a science because I've been a, on the road since I was like 25. Um, yeah. There are a couple things. I talk about this so much and they've never reached out and it kills me. Bose noise-canceling wired earbuds. Yes. They do the noise canceling, but you know, you're in a hotel room that's not even noisy, just has a weird creak or something. You want to tune out people on the plane. They are superior. They never go on sale, like $300. Bose noise canceling earbuds. I found a sleep mask actually makes you sleep harder. I think those are the two things because sleep is the most important. I used to travel with melatonin and I decided after 15 years of taking it every night, maybe I should give it a rest. Uh, it's all about preventing discomfort versus making things better. 
what I've started traveling with is a three meter long charge cable, a phone charge cable. Oh, wow. With a USB that can go in either way. Yeah. You know, you can go left or right. It adjusts because the amount of times you're in a hotel room where the only USB thing or plug is in the alarm clock. Is two meters away from you or behind. And you're like, <clears throat> oh, I didn't think I was going to move furniture today, but look, look at me go. I mean, you'd be surprised. Even nice, ho- there are some nice hotel rooms where they like, I guess the hotel was constructed in 2010 before the invention of electricity because the plug is nowhere near the fucking bed. So never assume just because it's nice. Oh, I have another one. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is it? A pair of extra warm socks. Leave them in your travel bag because yeah. airplanes are always freezing and I take off my shoes when I travel, but having that extra pair of like wool socks to put over to get cozy on the plane. But a uh, giant sweatshirt with a giant hood is another one because it also doubles as an eye mask. When I travel, I like to have big headphones so people don't talk to me on the plane. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the big, because because uh, my hair, they can't see that I've got the earbuds in. So people keep talking. And even if you take it out real passive aggressive a few times, they'll still carry on. But when you wear the big fuck off headphones, yes. leave you alone. That's a good social indicator. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. You're right. People do. You take them out and you're like, how do you not see these antenna coming out of my ears? It's funny. When I was coming up, you know, you'd always read interviews with celebrities and it would be like, like Selma Hayek, like what are your five must haves? And it was always no shade to her, but it was always like things that just didn't make sense. Like I need my cashmere slippers. I need to have these electrolytes. These things are also being packed by people who are not who are checking bags. I don't check a bag. It's like a rule for me. And so it's like, how can I maximize this space? How can everything be small? But yes, if I had people carrying my luggage, I'd be like, I need at least three alpaca sets of long johns. <laughs> and of course, my personal PC, my PC desktop setup, as well as several dogs. So how do you not check a bag? Like I, Ooh. I, when I, I, I do the, the quick check and I do the big bag. I'm so scared I forget anything that I overpack. Like I'm I'm a overpacker deluxe and it does my head in, but I still, I'm going away. I've got two shows this weekend and I'm already packing the big bag. Let me ask you this. Are your yeah. shows within the continent? Yes. It's New okay. Zealand. I could literally walk right. there if I wanted to. That's what it is. You probably trust Air New Zealand. Um, and I don't trust any of these bitches. Like if you had a finish line and I was like, do you want to run straight or do you want to jump over five hurdles and an alligator? You'd be like, I'm going to run straight. So for me, it's less about the bag and it's more about human error at every turn, particularly in the States and in this like post pandemic world where they are just throwing wheelchairs in like on the tarmac for fun. It's a hard pass for me. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I guess I guess that way because New Zealand's so small. Yes. If I lose my bag, I can narrow it down to the guy who handled it last. You go, it was Gary. Yeah. I need that bag, <laughs> Gary. I need you to go get it. I know You're exactly like, I you touched right it there. and I know where yeah. your mum lives. I'm going to go talk to your mum. I'm going to fuck up your Christmas for if you. If that happened in the States, you would have to deal with is a phone tree and you would actually die from being on the phone tree or get very sick because you'd been on the phone tree for several years. And then when you went yeah. to make an insurance claim, they would send you to another phone tree. You're not oh, seeing no. your bag again and you will be canceled for complaining. So don't check a bag. Who were the comics when you were, you know, 
coming up, who are the ones, even as a kid, that you would watch and go, that's that's it, that's what I want to do one day, that's that's comedy to me. I wish I had that answer. Like, I wish it was like, wow, my dad showed me Richard Pryor and that's when I knew. Oh, yeah. I just, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and I watched, I watched a lot of TV, whatever was on TV. And so it was less an inspiration and more of just like, yeah, of course, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, they're funny, just like me. Like, I felt like I was part of these sketch shows and stuff like that. What about you? What do they have in New Zealand growing up? Well, I mean, I grew up in South Africa, so it was different because we... We um we didn't really have a lot of international tally and what we did have they would, you know, sort of block off and they would translate it into either right. German or Afrikaans and so it was real bizarre. So yeah. I didn't really have a stand up that I could look up to and I just kind of fell into the industry. I didn't I never aspired to be a, a comic. It just happened to me. When I started, of course, then I you know, like I love Wanda Sykes, I love you, I love you know, Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, all the people that. Sure. That all the greats. Give you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the three of us. We're, we're all three. Yeah, very, we're all the same. No, I mean, I love Robin Williams. Sure. Uh, I think Robin Williams had that thing. Again, if you had to read, he's like, uh, and it's the same with a lot of amazing comics where I think if you just had to read their, their stand up, like, you know, on an A4 sheet, you go, Yeah, yeah. This sounds like utter horse shit. I like it, it, feel it without that. the delivery, it's nothing. Like I haven't had to do it in a while, but there, you know, it used to be Netflix would be like, Can you just write out the hour for standards and practices? Oh, yeah. And if I ever read it or if I've ever I don't really write it down a lot, but I'm just like, that's a lot of ellipses, a lot of inflection. Like it doesn't read. It's, but then again, oh, you're not writing it to read it. So, but yeah, it definitely no. reads like a lot of like insert sheep noise, <laughs> insert dolphin yeah. noise. I know. I know. Nothing kills me when they go, can you send us this 10 minute gala? Uh, like, uh, I can send you a few bullet points, I guess, but it won't make any sense to you if I just send it. Like, you'd think I'm insane. I say no. At this point, I'm like, look, I don't know why you need it, but you said we could curse. I'm not going to tell your sponsors to fuck off and I'm not inciting a riot. You don't need this yeah. from me. We're good. Yeah. And and they'll usually yeah. forget to follow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they go, well, guess she's not going to fucking do it. Um, I, what, I, what are you going to send in that they're going to like give you notes? They're like, hey, don't say you want to shoot the president. Like, okay. Like, what are you, what yeah. are you saying that no. needs to be censored? Like over here I th- with all the galas and stuff, it's more so, and I don't understand it. So people don't talk about the same topics. And I'm like, what oh, is that? Like, if you okay, talk about your kid and I talk about my kid, it's fine. Like, you know, I don't, it's going to be different. As you say that, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes so much sense. Like in that one thing, yeah. but also like, what are you supposed to, what am I going to talk about? Like the theory of relativity, like it's life. Some people have kids some people don't. And most men just talk about jerking off. So we're co- we, we're all, not their concern. Yeah, we're sus. Your kids we're and good. I can talk about my kids and it's going to be very different. So hopefully the audience very will Very different. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got all those sister wives now. And you got that dog that eats poop. Yeah. Very different. And I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that is a self-contained unit. Like we're really top, tip top on recycling. Tip top. Yeah. <laughs> tip top. <laughs> Let me ask, I Googled you because I always find it fascinating what people look up about oh celebrities, right? Gonna, is it about my feet? No. No, feet did not come into it, but now, and please, I I don't want to put that, I don't want to fuck up my algorithm. Okay. All right. So the number one thing, and probably because I'm here, 
is New Zealand. Eliza in New Zealand. Then movies and TV shows. Husband oh. was in at number oh. three. Uh, net worth, wedding, <laughs> baby, and Joe Rogan. Those are the top things about you that people were well, looking up. I like that that's very healthy and normal. It's like, what else she have going on? Who's she fucking? Yeah. And what's the largest media platform she's been on? Um, yeah. To answer the New Zealand, I will be in New Zealand February 7th, finally. Yeah, at Kiri Takanoa Theatre. that name. Hold on. I have to read it. I want to read it. You can, you can Kiri Takanoa. Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty Kiri Takanoa Theatre. It's a beautiful theatre too. I played Australia several times and I never played New Zealand because, here's the truth, it is not as close to Australia as everybody thinks. We're three hours away, but we are pretty tough on um, customs when you come through. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be a nightmare to come through. Yeah. Uh, make sure you've got that protein bar in your bag, but make sure you eat it before you come through because they're going to rip you apart if you have a snack in that bag. There better not be a it. whiff of a banana peel, uh, clean shoes, the whole shebang. I get yeah. it because it's an island. I mean, it is that thing too where, because people always get mad. Wherever you travel to, it's like, oh, you went there? Why aren't you coming here? And so shout out to know. anyone listening who lives in Perth. It's not anything personal, but you have to understand when you travel from Los Angeles, so half a world away to get to Australia, and then it's like come to Perth, that's five hours away. That is a day of travel and it wrecks you just to have to go back. And so even New Zealand, like that three hours, like it's still no joke. Like I still look like a little older than I should after a day of travel. So I had the time and I was like, we got to do it. We got to go see the Kiwis because they always come over. Australia. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see this country. Oh, that's awesome. Can I just say, as soon as any comic anywhere in the world or any, if, as soon as you announce a tour, people go, oh, why aren't you coming? Like you can, because you're going, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, you're going February 1st, you're in Hammer Hall in Melbourne. Then February 3rd and 4th, you're at State Theatre in Sydney and then February 7th at, uh, in Auckland. Now, as soon as you announced in, in Melbourne, people would have gone, why, why aren't you coming to Geelong, which is like less than an hour's drive away? And you go, wait, so I'm travelling 40 hours to get to that's you, but you can't do a 50-minute drive. That's exactly what I say, and that's my perfect thing. I'm like, I, I am making the rounds. Like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to see as many people as possible, but at some point I do have to do my laundry and see my child. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm slowly fucking aging on the road here. Just give me oh, yeah. a breath. Um, let me quickly ask you this one before we – so you would have seen the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Are you scared that someone will come on stage and smack the taste out of your mouth? No, they would not get that far. But, you know, I will say that's not the first time uh, a performer has been assaulted. Off the top of my head, I can think of two other times someone – has, I'm not even going to say what it is because you don't want to give people ideas, but we have security. We have a lot of security. They take it very seriously in case you're thinking about getting froggy. Um, the venues are big enough that you'd see someone coming, but that is something you think about in this job. You know, you, if you think about it, you are standing on an elevated surface. You are the only thing that's lit up. You can't see your audience if you have the house lit correctly. So I'm standing in front of a room full of strangers and the the conceit is we all wish each other well, but you don't know who bought a ticket. Um, ah. And I've had scary things happen. 
But, you know, all you can do is the next show, make sure that you account for that or make sure this exit is blocked or whatever. But these are things that we think about. I mean, it's a risk leaving your house in general, but that was a specific thing and that had been festering, but people are fucking nuts. And all you can do is hire the security and keep your head up and, uh, and do your best because you can't let that fear rule you because they want that, Uh. especially if it's for a reason, like people would love it. If you were too scared, you know, it's not like I'm saying anything revolutionary, but it is something I think about. I don't think I have to worry about it. New Zealand, to be honest, I feel like. No, definitely not here. Or even Australia, they're pretty chilled out. Also, I have to be honest, like at a show like this, this is like higher end people bought. They spent a lot of money on a ticket, a comedy club, which I've paid my dues and played many. Like you don't know what's coming in there. So it just depends. Let me ask you, what is the one thing about other people that shit you to death? Um, so I wrote down a couple things and then I was like, how serious do we want to get? So this isn't all people, but it's very small. I do write about it in my book and I don't know if it happens a lot. I hate those shirts that say spiritual gangster. I like, it is not an aggressive thing. Spirituality. I kind of get grossed out on burning sage and Palo Santo, which have nothing to do with each other and charging your crystals. People using that as a personality, like, well, it's because I'm a Leo. It's like, no, like you're an asshole. Like this has nothing to do with the stars. So just people not owning their shit, I guess. Yeah. 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 I hate people. That is so Aquarian of you. I'm like, I'm going to punch you in the throat. That's how Aquarian it's going to get. Yeah. I can't fucking stand it either. Who has time? Like, I don't have an issue with it. And like, I'll believe in it to an extent, but like who has time to memorize other people's traits? Like when you read your horoscope, you go to yours, you read yours and you devour yours. I'm not like looking up other, who has, who thinks about other people enough to like memorize their signs? I'm like, no, I'm a Pisces. I'm sensitive. I see. And I don't, I just want to be like, I don't have an issue with the horoscope. It's more about people making forced spirituality their thing and dipping into it intermittently when they think it's just kind of, it kind of grosses me out, but you're talking like, I watch a lot of post game wrap ups because my husband's a big basketball fan. It's like, here you have a guy who makes $85 million a year and he has to sit there. My husband said this the other day, like you watch LeBron James in a post game wrap up and he is so bored. He has done thousands of these and they're like, what do you think happened there? Cause this guy gets paid to ask him and someone gets paid to analyze that. At the end of the day, someone played harder than someone else. That's it. Yeah. You can analyze the tape, but like he doesn't want to give the interview. Everyone knows the answers or just like whatever, but it's this industry. But yeah, it's like, well, I guess they just wanted it more. It's like, or you slipped yeah, and physics took over. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You guys shouldn't have had that team lunch. Shouldn't have had know? that big team lunch. Yeah. A little bit fat, a little bit slower. You couldn't get the job done, but you know, it doesn't sound great in a, in a press conference afterwards. And what is the one thing about you that shits you to death that you wish you could change? Oh, man. I would, is it like, like, can I be taller? Can I have like more (laughs) highlights? Um, I sometimes forget to be a comedian, like on podcasts, and I get like very analytical and serious. And then sometimes I listen back and I'm like, who wants to hear that? No one. Maybe I had a, maybe I could have a better answer. I think I changed myself. You know what? I go very fast. And I look at some of the texts to my assistant. I'm like, I'm coming across like a crazy old lady. I demand perfection out of others. But like, if I fuck up, I'm like, it's okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I think women spend too much time reflecting 
and men spend a lot more time just doing. And we're sitting here analyzing our imperfections. And meanwhile, they're like running the world. So yeah, I may be imperfect, but I'm all you got, baby. There's my answer. (laughs) That's awesome. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a lovely interview. I have loved listening to your accent. This was very soothing for me. And uh, I hope to meet you in person one day. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. The supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend.